slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Plenty to talk about today as we look back at last night's 2-1 to win over the New Jersey Devils. And, you know, honestly, it wasn't pretty, but it was good enough to get the two points, not to give up any. And the Islanders continue to find themselves in the thick of the race for first place in the very competitive East Division of the NHL this year. We're going to break down this game talk about uh, how the Islanders were able to come away with the victory. Got to talk about Oliver Wallstrom, who continues to play well for the Islanders, and about the team's overall performance on defense in this game. Uh, very impressive, to say the least. We've got that. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a whole lot more to talk about on today's show. If there's an Islanders-related topic on your mind, you've got a question, a comment, something you'd like us to talk about, feel free to email the show, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And uh, I'll be keeping you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And also, of course, I am tweeting live during almost every Islanders game for immediate analysis and insights. So, a 2-1 to win, and the Islanders missed out on back-to-back shutouts by a mere 13.2 seconds when the Devils uh, scored and broke the shutout streak. Varlamov back in goal last night, whereas it was Ilya Sorokin uh, in the net on Sunday. But even so, when you come that close to back-to-back shutouts, that tells me that the defense is certainly doing something right. And if you look, uh, at the Islanders, now they have a five-game point streak. And, you know, they only gave up during the five-game point streak um, more than two goals on that one occasion, and that is the overtime loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins on Saturday at the Coliseum. So, at the end of the day, it's the defense that is getting the job done. Two goals allowed against Buffalo back on February 22nd. Two goals allowed in the 7-2 win against the Boston Bruins last Wednesday. Uh, You have the one game against Pittsburgh on Saturday where they gave up four 
That was an overtime game. Then you give up no goals Sunday against the Penguins and one goal with just 13 seconds left uh, against the Devils. And you know what it is? When the team buckles down like this, this is when they are at their most effective. Is this exciting hockey going to make a lot of highlight reel shows? No. But what the Islanders did was grind out a win when they didn't have necessarily their A game early and overcame a lot of sloppiness to get the job done. Now, Simeon Varlamov, 28 saves in this game. You could see the disappointment on his face when that goal went in in the final minute. But here's the thing, again, that is always important to me, and I always check it out. You look at the shot chart for the New Jersey Devils, and quite literally, they had what looks to be five shots out of their 29 shots on goal that were in those extremely dangerous areas from the face-off circles down in toward the blue paint, so to speak. One of them was the goal that the Devils scored in the closing seconds, but it just shows you how the Islanders, even when they weren't playing outstanding offensive hockey, even when they had to kill off so many penalties in the second period where it was like a penalty box parade for the Islanders, uh, they still did a good job defensively of keeping the Devils from getting into those high traffic areas in front of the goal, from getting quality scoring opportunities, did not give up many odd man rushes, did not give up too many prime scoring chances. And when you've got an experienced quality goalie like Simeon Varlamov, if he sees the puck and he knows that there isn't a big threat of a rebound going in because the Islanders' defensive players are there waiting to pounce on that rebound, it makes his job that much easier. And that combination, strong defense, clearing the puck out of your own zone, keeping it simple, uh, and not allowing those rebounds and those extra chances, you add that to solid goaltending, and you've got yourself a way to win a lot of hockey games. And all you need in those circumstances is, you know, a couple of goals, three goals, and you're going to win a lot of hockey games. That's the way the Islanders want to play. And right now, during this 4-0-1 streak that they're on, that's the kind of hockey that they are playing. And that is a very encouraging sign. We talked Uh, on yesterday's show about the Islanders' power play. It's been hot lately, and that the Islanders should have a very good opportunity to take advantage because the Devils' penalty kill was so weak. In fact, it was last, dead last, in the NHL. Well, that did not end up being the case. The Islanders had exactly one power play in this entire game, and there were some real opportunities for the referees to call some additional penalties, and for whatever reason, the Islanders do not get too many of these calls 
uh, over the course of not just the game, but the season. The Islanders, the last few years, and again this year, ranked near the bottom uh, in power play opportunities that they've gotten. And, you know, obviously you win and that changes, but I think part of it may also be that the Islanders do not have a superstar player on their roster, whether it be a Sidney Crosby, an Alexander Ovechkin, a Patrick Lane, a guy who everybody is in awe of, a guy who everybody knows is a threat to score every time they touch the puck. They don't have that guy yet, although Matthew Barzal could become someone like that, but those guys always seem to get the benefit of the doubt, the superstars, the big goal scorers, and the Islanders, they seem to never get that benefit of the doubt, and that's something hopefully that will change in the future. We've got a lot more to talk about. Oliver Wallstrom definitely at the top of everybody's mind. We'll talk about him and the progress that he's made and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors. They've got flavors with nuts and flavors that are nut-free. And listen to some of these great new flavors. Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Apple Almond Crisp, Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream. And that goes with some of the original flavors like German Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Mint Brownie, and Toffee Almond. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. And, you know, you eat one of these bars, it feels like you're having a candy bar, and yet it is still low-calorie low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, and that means it's great for the keto diet. Let's look at my favorite flavor, cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein in every bar, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON20, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Islander fans, today on the Locked On Today podcast, two top teams in the NBA's Western Conference battle it out before the All-Star break. Will the Suns and Lakers meet again in the Western Conference Finals? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Oliver Wallstrom scoring another goal, the Goal that finally broke the ice for the Islanders in that third period. And I'll tell you, it couldn't have come uh, at a better time. And Wallstrom right now, uh, three goals in his last four games. He has a five-game point streak in which he has three goals and three assists, good for six points. And remember, Oliver Wallstrom at this point still only 20 years old, won't turn 21 until mid-June of this year. And he is really quickly developing into a reliable offensive force for the Islanders on the second power play unit and on the third line. And, you know, we have talked not just this season, but last season as well, about how important it was to get the third line going for the New York Islanders. And as of right now, when you look at the lineup, 
if you've got Jean-Gabriel Pajot and Oliver Wallstrom, and each of these guys can, you know, pump in a goal every two or three games as your third line, that really does put a strain on opposing teams if your top two lines are also doing their job. And then, of course, you have the the best fourth line in hockey, which is, you know, their job is to set the tempo, to forecheck, to uh, bottle up some of the opposing team's best players and, and to set the tone emotionally and physically for this Islanders team. But I'll tell you, getting Oliver Wallstrom involved and, and getting him uh, to produce the way he's produced lately is a big, big plus for this Islanders team. And it is very unsurprising that when Oliver Wallstrom has a five-game point streak that the Islanders are 4-0-1 in those five games. And look, here's the thing. we uh, Wallstrom is still a rookie. He is still developing physically. He's 6'2", about 205. He's still learning the NHL game. There are still going to be times that Oliver Wallstrom is going to struggle uh, rookies tend to be inconsistent, and it's something that the Islanders certainly have to be aware of down, you know, down the road. He's going to have his bumps in the road, so to speak. But right now, Wallstrom is pretty much, if this were an 82-game season, he's on pace to score somewhere between 40 and 45 points, the way he has been playing so far, and that's after a fairly slow start. So, right now, uh, you you have to project that as Wallstrom grows into this role and improves his game and gains that experience, it really bodes well for the Islanders. And I am not saying that the Islanders will not make a move at the trade deadline in an attempt to add uh, another goal scorer, but if you get Oliver Wallstrom maybe late this season, maybe maybe next season, to become a bonafide 20 to 25 goal scorer in this league, you have added an important piece to this Islanders offensive puzzle. So great to see, and the goal that he scored last night was really a goal scorer's kind of a goal. He got a great pass from Pajot, used his speed, kept his head up, and the shot was just a great shot. And one of the reasons it was so effective, Wallstrom used the defenseman who was right in front of him as a screen to beat Dell. And and just, you know, the, he has a fast shot, a heavy shot, and he showed his hockey sense by setting up the defenseman as a screen on the play. And at the end of the day, that split second where Dell, the goalie for the Devils, didn't see the puck was enough for a fast, heavy shot like Wallstrom's to end up in the net. And that, folks, is a goal scorer's goal. And it's what you really want to see. It's a great sign for the Islanders. And then Anders Lee got the second goal, and that was a, a, a very good play as well. I, you know, he stayed in front of the net, which is where he's dangerous, 
and beat Dell to the short side, kind of on a rebound and a second chance. And again, that's the kind of thing you want to see. Both of these goals, shorthanded goals, and the Islanders come out with that 2-1 to win. And it's just encouraging to see a young player like Oliver Wallstrom develop before our eyes and to have a player like Anders Lee come through with that shorthanded goal and show leadership. He is the captain and he is demonstrating exactly why by leading by example on the ice the way he has. So a big two to one win Islanders now off until Thursday night when they will take on the Buffalo Sabres for the first of three straight games. And look, these are all home games. And when you add the Devils to the mix, you have four games in a row at home against the two teams at the bottom of the division standings. That's not to say these are easy wins, but it certainly is encouraging. All right, when we come back, we'll talk about our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more. Lots to get to still on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The football season might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And hey, maybe you want to take your knowledge of the Islanders and use it to make a few extra dollars. Bet online even covers things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV, and they'll provide you with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So if you put $100 into your account, they'll put another $50 in there absolutely free when you use the promo code locked on. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Islanders fans, every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at the top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're going to go back to 1989-90 to celebrate the 58th birthday of former Islanders center Gilles Thibodeau. The Montreal native uh, broke in with his hometown Canadiens in 86-87, but came to the Islanders in 1989-90, spent 20 games with the Islanders, and had four goals and eight points before being shipped to the Toronto Maple Leafs. He then went to Europe to finish his career mostly in Switzerland. But amazingly enough, Thibodeau did have some very strong games during his brief time with the New York Islanders. We're going to go back and look at one of his better performances. October 20th, 1989, the Old Cap Center in Landover, Maryland, Islanders with Glenn Healy in goal against the Capitals, who went with Don Beaupre. And this was an 
a very interesting game. In the first period, the Islanders got a natural hat trick from Mick Vakoda, who scored three goals in exactly five minutes. And who had an assist on each of those three goals? Gilles Thibodeau. It, the first goal came at 10.08, Vakoda from Don Maloney and Thibodeau. The second goal at 14.40, Vakoda from Thibodeau. And then at 15.08, Vakoda from Don Maloney and Gilles Thibodeau. 3-0 Islanders after one. The Capitals, however, had a stronger second period. Michael Pavanka, his fourth from Scott Stevens, made it 3-1 early in the second period. Then Randy Wood answered back, his third, from Jeff Norton and Pat LaFontaine. And it looked like the Islanders were secure with a 4-1 lead, but Doug Wickenheiser and Dale Hunter scored late in the second period to make it a 4-3 hockey game after two. But in the third, Brian Trottier got a power play goal with a minute and a half left in the game. And the Islanders skated away with a... 5-3 win, assists on that last goal to Alan Kerr and Jeff Norton, and as far as Glenn Healy was concerned, 26 saves to earn the win. Mick Vakoda with the hat trick for the Islanders. He also had a fight, but did not get an assist for the Gordie Howe hat trick, plus a hat trick, but Vakoda had five shots. As for Thibodeau, three assists, a plus three, and three shots on goal in this game, the best uh, Islanders performance for Gilles Thibodeau, and again, he is our Islanders birthday of the day. We wish him a very happy 58th birthday. The actual birthday, not until tomorrow, March 4th, but happy birthday to Gilles Thibodeau. Uh, for the Islanders now, they are in a good situation with the schedule looking good, and you've got also, both goaltenders seeming to play sharp. And here's the thing going forward. You have to expect that with the schedule looking the way it is, that the Islanders are going to start rotating their goalies and alternating them a heck of a lot more. And the fact that they're both going well is encouraging. Right now, look, the Islanders have today off, then they play Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that is three games, really, in four days. And I would expect that you're going to see uh, Ilya Sorokin start at least one, maybe possibly even two of those games. And then the following week, the Islanders March 9th, uh, and 11th they play, and then 13th and 14th. So there are a lot of games coming up and precious few days off. And I would expect maybe we go to a 55-45 kind of a split with Simeon Varlamov getting the majority of the work, but a lot closer to an alternating goalie situation as we move into this very rough part of the schedule. And that's something that Barry Trotz had mentioned that, you know, we're going to see a lot more of uh, Ilya Sorokin in the month of March. And as far as I'm concerned, that is both good and necessary. You keep the young kid sharp. He has back-to-back -back shutouts right now. And 
you keep getting him more comfortable with the NHL game and the NHL rink size and let his teammates get more confidence in him, and it's really a good sign. You look at the standings right now, the Islanders and Capitals tied for first place with 28 points each, two points ahead of Boston, three points ahead of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. You got five teams within three points of each other at the top of this division. Now, Washington does have a game in hand on the Islanders, so there's that. But as I mentioned, the next three games are all against the Buffalo Sabres, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. At home, if the Islanders can get, let's say, five or six points against Buffalo, they set themselves up very well for uh, some success and a chance to move up and, you know, create some cushion between them and fifth place, which is obviously where you don't want to end up. And look, the Islanders hoping to stay at the top of the East Division. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. I'll be back tomorrow with a full preview of the game against the Sabres and a whole lot more. Join us then. Until then, stay safe, have a great day, and of course, let's go Islanders!